Oh, good evening, good evening, and welcome once again to another edition of Old Time Rock and Roll here on TalkShoe.com. And I welcome you once again to the, well, if you, I don't know where you are, but it's freezing all over the country, but here in Orlando, Florida, our weather is just superb, and, and we have a, just a beautiful show uh, for you today. It is part three of our novelty record sessions and this is called attack of the novelty songs uh, I'm your host Lee Douglas and once again what can I say another great record-busting week for old-time rock and roll as it grows and grows and grows all around the country and all around the world with a great influx of people from uh, England the United Kingdom all over the place and we're really enjoying it so let's get back to the novelty song you know when I was a kid uh, there was a great record that came out in about 1953 that I, that I thought was real cute and, and I was a little kid at the time and on the basis of this record I went to see a movie that had the same name because I figured it was going to be kind of funny like the record and I spent probably the last half of the movie in the bathroom. I must have been I must have been five years old, scared to death, maybe less. Uh, anyway, here's the record that got me into the movie of the same name. And it was done by a, a great band leader and comedian by the name of Phil Harris. And I bring this because it was one of the first novelty records of that era that I remember. Here is Phil Harris and The Thing. While I was walking down the beach one bright and sunny day, I saw a great big wooden box floating in the bay. I pulled it in and opened it up, and much to my surprise, ooh, I discovered a right before my eyes, ooh, I discovered a right before my eyes. I picked it up and ran to town as happy as a king. I took it to a guy I knew who'd buy most anything. But this is what he hollered at me as I walked in his shop, ooh, get out of here with that before I call a cop Ooh, get out of here with that before I call a cop I turned around and got right out of running for my life and then I took it home with me to give it to my wife but this is what she hollered at me as I walked in the door oh get out of here with that and don't come back no more oh get out of here with that and don't come back no more I wandered all around the town until I chanced to meet a hobo who was looking for a handout on the street. He said he'd take most any old thing. He was a desperate man. But when I showed him the, he turned around and ran. Oh, when I showed him the, he turned around and ran. I wandered on for many years, a victim of my fate, until one day I came upon St. Peter at the gate. And when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go. Get out of here with that and take it down below oh get out of here with that and take it down below the moral of the story is if you're out on the beach 
And you should see a great big box and it's within your reach. Don't ever stop and open it up. That's my advice to you. Cause you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Oh, you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Well, there you have it. Phil Harris and The Thing. And of course, as a result of that, I went to see that great movie called The Thing with Jim Arness as the monster. I wasn't very impressed uh, <laughs> at that time, but of course, it, it did become one of the, my all-time favorite uh, real classic horror films of the 1950s. Right now, I'm going to uh, change the genre a little bit. I'm going to boost us up to one of Ray Stevens' most hilarious but cerebral records. I mean, you're going to have to sit and really listen to every word that is said here because it is incredibly funny. It took somebody, I don't know if it was Ray Stevens or, or, or one of his writers, it, it took somebody a great deal of time to work this out. But if you took it out and broke it down, this is probably one of the truest and funniest songs that he ever made. Here is Ray Stevens with something entitled, I'm My Own Grandpa. Many, many years ago, when I was 23, I was married to a widow who was pretty as can be. This widow had a grown-up daughter who had hair of red. My father fell in love with her and soon they too were wed. This made my dad my son-in-law and really changed my life. Now my daughter was my mother, cause she was my father's wife. And to complicate the matter, even though it brought me joy, I soon became the father of a bouncing baby boy. My little baby then became a brother-in-law to dad, and so became my uncle, though it made me very sad. For if, if he were my uncle, then that also made him brother of the widow's grown-up daughter, who was, of course, my stepmother. <laughs> Father's wife then had a son who kept them on the run. And he became my grandchild, for he was my daughter's son. My wife is now my mother's mother, and it makes me blue. Because although she is my wife, she's my grandmother too. <laughs> now, if my wife is my grandmother, then I'm her grandchild. Yeah. And every time I think of it, that nearly drives me wild. Cause now I have become the strangest case you ever saw As husband of my grandmother, I am my own grandpa Oh, I'm my own grandpa
just an incredible piece of satire from Ray Stevens. Well, once again, uh, it becomes my pleasure or whatever else to to bring back some of the songs that you really haven't heard in a great long time. And right now I'm going to do one of them that, you know, everybody remembers the chipmunks and everybody remembers the Christmas song that they sang. And uh, they thought that, of course, the chipmunk song was absolutely the biggest hit that David Seville and the chipmunks ever had. The truth is, it wasn't. And I'm going to play for you now the one that was actually a better seller, and it actually was higher on the Billboard charts that year than uh, the Chipmunk song. So right now, here's David Seville and the Chipmunks with my, one of my favorites, uh, along with Japanese Banana. Uh, here is um, David Seville and the Chipmunks with Alvin's Harmonica. Alvin, put that harmonica down. Why? Because we're going to sing, that's why. Not again. Never mind. Now look, fellas, this is a pretty song, so let's try not to goof it up. Are you ready, Simon? Sure, let's go. All set, Theodore? Hot dog, you bet. Are you ready, Alvin? Ready, Alvin? Alvin! Oh, yes! We sure like down and sing. Okay, David Seville, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, Alvin's harmonica. Um, you know, the words novelty song really can just run the gamut 
uh, of all kinds of of uh, comedy songs and just songs that that really don't have any love capabilities or you know I love you I want you I need you and all that stuff that's fine but uh, sometimes a song comes along like this one did in uh, 1968 that uh, captured the imagination of the public but you really couldn't call it um, a regular record so you put it in as a novelty song uh, it was it I guess you could listen to it about ten times and then start getting sick of it but it's been so long that I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing the Irish Rovers and the Unicorn a long time ago when the earth was green and there was more kinds of animals than you'd ever seen they'd run around free while the earth was being born but the loveliest of them all was the unicorn there was green alligators and long neck geese some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees some cats and rats and elephants but sure as you're born the loveliest of all was the unicorn Now God seen some sinning, and it gave him pain And he says, stand back, I'm going to make it rain He says, hey brother Noah, I'll tell you what to do Build me a floating zoo And take some of them green, green alligators and long-necked geese Some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born don't you forget my unicorn Old Noel was there to answer the call He finished up making the ark just as the rain started falling He marched in the animals two by two And he called out as they went through Hey Lord, I got you green, green alligators and long neck geese some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants But Lord, I'm so forlorn I just can't see no unicorn Then Noah looked out through the driving rain Them unicorns were hiding, playing silly games Kicking and splashing while the rain was pouring Oh, them silly unicorns There was green alligators and long-necked geese Some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Noah cried, close the door, cause the rain is pouring And we just can't wait for no unicorn The ark started moving, it drifted with the tides them unicorns looked up from the rocks and they cried And the waters came down and sort of floated them away And that's why you never seen a unicorn to this very day You'll see green alligators and long-necked geese Some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born You're never gonna see no unicorn the Irish Rovers and the Unicorn. 
You know, once again, um, it occurred to me that along the the path of songs like The Unicorn and other things, there come songs that really do fit to the criteria of novelty and comedy songs. This one, of course, never made any sense to me. It was one of the biggest hits of 1961. Uh, it's from a, a guy that preceded, actually, the uh, British invasion. And this is a guy by the name of Lonnie Donegan. Very Irish or sounding. Uh, here's Lonnie Donegan with his great recording of Does Your Chewing Gum Lose Its Flavor on the Bedpost Overnight? Very, very gauche. Do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch it on your tonsils? Can you heave it left and right? Let your chicken gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight. Here comes a blushing bride. The groom is by her side. Up to the altar, just as steady as the brother, while the groom has got the ring. And it's such a pretty thing. But as he slips it on, her finger the choir begins to sing. Tin, what do they make foghorns out of? Boom, boom. Does your chewing gum lose its flavour on the bedpost overnight? If your mother says don't chew it, do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch it on your tonsils? Can you heave it left and right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavour on the bedpost overnight? On the bedpost overnight? Oh, there's a love you're in the one to hold you tight. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night on the bedpost. Chorus, but he hasn't got the time on the Now this next song I had a real problem with. First of all, I didn't know whether or not I should play it. The next thing to do was whether I should play it in its entirety. And, and even then, I, I had some, some qualms about it because it really, to many people who have not heard it or haven't heard it for a long time, this was a piece of satire, yes. A novelty song, yes. Uh, an anti-war song even coming from the 60s, yes. But as I was thinking about it, and I did take many, 
many weeks to decide whether I was going to put this on, I discovered a remake of it. I don't mean remake. Let me let me preface that. Back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, uh, we had songs that were called for other names, protest songs like um, the one with, uh, what's his name? Oh, you know, uh, about the eve of destruction, Barry McGuire. And, and uh, so I questioned myself, do I want to play this? And, and then I realized how funny it was. And when I listened to the update that he made, and this, of course, is um, a guy by the name of Arlo Guthrie, who's, who was the son of great folk singer Woody Guthrie. And um, he, had, of course, he did, of course, this song called Alice's Restaurant. And um, I came upon a version that he did 30 years later. And it's a little longer. That's why I worried about playing, because it takes almost, a, well, I guess about a third of the show up. You are going to enjoy this. Please listen carefully, because it is one of the most hilarious bits that I, I can remember hearing. And it even made me laugh, and I was not an anti-war person back in the 60s. Um, here is Arlo Guthrie and a 2002 version of Alice's Restaurant. You might have heard this before I know I have Cause this song is called Alice's Restaurant It's about Alice And the restaurant but Alice's Restaurant was never the name of a restaurant That was always just the name of this song And I guess that, well that's probably why I still call this song Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant Walk right in, it's around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant I wasn't gonna sing the song tonight Or this decade But I realized sometime earlier this year That it had been 26 years since this come out as a movie and. And it was two years before that that it came out as a record. And it was two years ago on the record, which means it was like 30 Thanksgivings ago, 30 years ago on Thanksgiving, when my friend and I decided to go up and visit Alice at the restaurant. But Alice didn't used to live in a restaurant. She used to live in the church nearby the restaurant, in the bell tower, with her husband Ray and Facha the dog, and. Living in the bell tower like that, they used to have a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be. Seeing as how they took out all of the pews and having all that room, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, found the place was filled with garbage, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the town dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, 
Put it in the back of a red VW microbus Took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction And headed on toward the town dump We got there there was a sign, a chain across the road, and the sign said, Closed on Thanksgiving. We had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And so with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset, looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one, till we come to a side road. And off of the side of the side road there was a 15-foot cliff And at the bottom of the cliff there was another pile of garbage We decided that one big pile would be better than two little ones And rather than bring that one up we decided to throw ours down That's what we did, drove back to the church Had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat Went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning When we got a phone call from Officer Obi. He said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage. Just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi. I cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. It was after speaking to Obi for about 45 minutes on the telephone that we finally arrived at the truth of the matter. And Obi said we had to go down and pick up the garbage, and we also had to go down and talk to him at the police officer station. Now friends, there was only one of two things that Obi could have done at the police officer station. The first thing was he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely. Hey, we didn't expect it. The other possibility was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't counted on. And we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed, and I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with the handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid get in the back of the patrol car and we sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the quote scene of the crime unquote friends I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge Massachusetts where this was happening they got three stop signs two police officers and one police car but when we got to the scene of the crime there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it and they was using up all kinds of cop equipment they had hanging around the police officer station they was taking plaster tire track footprints dog smelling prints they took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. They took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and the southwest corner and that's not to mention the aerial photography. And it was after the ordeal we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in a cell. He said, kid, I'm gonna put you in a cell. Give me a wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in a cell, but what do you want my belt for? And he said, kid, we don't want any hangings. And I said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? 
Obi said he was making sure and friends Obi was Cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown Took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars Roll the toilet paper out the window Slide down the roll, have an escape and get away Obi was making sure alright And it was about four or five hours later that Alice Remember Alice? This is still the song about Alice and Anyway, Alice come by and with a few nasty words To Obi on the side, she bailed us out of jail we went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat. Went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning. When we all had to go to court, we walked in, sat down. Obi come in with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us and he sat down man come in. He said, all rise. And we stood up and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And the judge walked in with a CNI dog. <laughs> sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog. And then at the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And looked at the CNI dog. And Obi began to cry Cause Obi come to the realization That this was a typical case Of American blind justice And there was no way the judge Was gonna look at the 27 8 by Well it didn't matter Cause we was fined $25 each And we had to pick up the garbage In the snow That's not really what I come to talk about so much. I, I just thought I'd mention it. Cause I know there's probably some people sitting here tonight thinking this is some kind of nostalgic ballad or something, and <laughs> I hope so. But you never know, they still got that building down in New York City on Whitehall Street. And others like it all around America And that's where you used to have to go Get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected And I remember I had to go in there one morning a long time ago For a physical examination So I got good and drunk the night before Cause I wanted to feel my best when I went in that morning I mean, I wanted to feel, I wanted to look, I wanted to be like the all-American kid. And when I went in that morning, I was hung down, I was brung down, I was hung up. I was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking things. I walked in, I sat down. Give me a piece of paper, said kid. See the psychiatrist, room 604. I went up there. I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want to kill. I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead bird bodies. I mean, kill. 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 And I started jumping up and down yelling, kill, kill. And he started jumping up and down with me. And we was both jumping up and down yelling, kill, 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 kill. Till the sergeant come over, pinned the metal on me, sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. <laughs> I didn't feel real good about it, right? I proceeded on down the hall getting more injections, inspections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. 
I was there for two, three, four, five hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. They was inspecting, injecting every single part of me. And they was leaving no parts untouched. But I proceeded through until I finally come to see the very last man. I walked up. I said, what do you want to see me about? He said, kid, we only have one more question. Have you ever been arrested? And I told him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with five-part harmony, full orchestration, all kinds of the phenomenon. He stopped me right there. He said, kid, did you go to court? And I told him the story of the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and the paragraph on the back of each one. He stopped me again. He said, kid, I want you to go over, sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid. <laughs> I went over there. Group W. Group W is where they used to put you if you may not have been moral enough to join the army. After committing your special crime, there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly looking people on the bench. There was mother rapers, father stabbers, father rapers. I mean, there was father rapers sitting there on the bench next to me. I mean, he was mean, nasty, ugly, horrible, crime-fighting guys. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me and he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $25 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> he said, Kid, what was you arrested for? I said, littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there Until I said, and creating a nuisance And then they all come back and shook my hand And we had a great time on the bench Talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of stuff Having a good time Till the sergeant come over Had some paper in his hand he held it up, he went like this, he said, Kids, this piece of paper's got 37 words for them success. One no time to crime, detail crime, ain't got a thing to say, pretend tune about the crime, arresting off his name, kind of thing, got to say, and he talked for 45 minutes, but nobody understood a word he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench. And I wrote down the massacre like I was supposed to, and I put down my pencil, turned over the piece of paper, there on the other side of that piece of paper in the middle of the other side underlined and capitalized away from everything else on the other side read the following words kid have you rehabilitated yourself I went over to the sergeant I said sergeant you got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself I mean I'm sitting here on the group W bench I mean I'm sitting I mean I mean I'm on the group W bench Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join the army Burn women, kids, houses, children, villages After being a litter bug 
He said, kid, we don't like your kind. We're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington. And friends, somewhere in Washington enshrined in a little folder is a study in black and white of my fingerprints. They're still there. The only reason I'm singing you the song tonight is because you may know somebody in a similar situation sometime. Even some of you could be in a situation like that sometime sooner than you're sitting here thinking about right now. And if you ever find yourself in a situation like that and you don't know what to do, there may be only one thing that, well, there may not actually be a hell of a lot you can do at all, but there's something you can try. And that's to be wherever it is you're supposed to be. You just go down there, you sit there, you ask to see the shrink. You go up there, you say like, oh, shrink. Excuse me, man, but uh, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant and walk out. Imagine one person, I mean, even today, walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out. They're going to say, hey, that guy's 30 years too late. Get that guy out of here. Imagine two of them walking in hand in hand, singing in harmony. I don't care what the president says, unfortunately to a lot of people that's still a problem. Imagine three of them. They might think of some kind of organization or something. And so you can imagine like 50 people, maybe 50 people a day walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out. Friends, they might think it's a movement. And most of them be too young to know what a movement was. That's what it was. It was the Alice's Restaurant Anti-Massacre Movement. That's what it was, and, and that's what it is. And I guess that's what it's always gonna be. And all you've got to do to join is to sing it with me as it comes around again on the guitar. With feeling. You can't get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. No, no. You can't start singing loud just at the end if I quit singing. You would have thought after all this time, you'd have learned by now. If you want to end war and stuff, you've got to learn to sing loud all the time so people can hear you. Now, I know this is a long song. <laughs> Believe me, I know how long it is. And even on the record, when it come out, it was pretty long. What, 18 minutes, like I said, or something? And I'm not sitting here trying to make it any longer, but I can feel it. I know there's people sitting in this very room tonight that don't believe that songs can change the world or that songs can change the destiny of nations. I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so myself. Of course, I know something that some of you may not know, but I was reminded of it during the last election. See, I remembered back when Jimmy Carter was elected president, because I got an invitation to his inauguration, and I knew I had to go, because I knew it'd be the only one I ever got been right so far. 
But I went down to Washington, D.C. I'm not making this up now, this is real. I went down to Washington, and it's just like you see on TV, people partying and stuff, and everything was fine until along toward evening. Somebody come around, tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and it was Chip Carter, the president's son. I said, hi, Chip. I recognized him, he was about my age. He said, Arlo, I've been looking everywhere for you. I said, Chip, how come? He said, Arlo, I've got something very important to tell you. And I said, Chip, what is it? He said, Arlo, we were moving our stuff into the White House, and in the Nixon Record Library, we found a copy of your record, Alice's Restaurant. I looked at Chip Garner. I looked deep into the man's soul. I said, Chip, was it open? And in slow motion, he nodded, yes, it had been opened. And I want you folks sitting here tonight to know that I did not think about that for a long time. Until just recently, when we was all thinking about Richard Nixon when he passed away. And I see some young people here that may not know. See, but Richard Nixon was the president of the United States. And he used to like to tape stuff. I mean, if you can imagine a world before VCRs and cassette decks was everywhere, you can imagine a man who was truly ahead of his time. And he, he taped everything that went on in the White House and everything was fine until one day they started playing back the tapes. People found out what was going on in there. But it wasn't anything that was on any tape that got the man in trouble. So much as it was what he had erased from the tapes, and there, there was one particular famous gap in one of those tapes that I was thinking about one night when I said to myself, Arlo, how many things in the world are 18 minutes and 20 seconds long? <laughs> things in the world are exactly 18 minutes and 20 seconds long. Probably just a coincidence. But it's good enough for me. So when the song comes around again on the guitar, remember that songs can change the destiny of nations. Even if it's only by coincidence. You just have to know the words have the feeling and wait for it to come around again on the guitar you can't get anything you want at Alice's rest except in Alice you can't get anything you want at Alice's restaurant walk right in it's around the back just a half a mile from the railroad track and you can't get anything you want at Alice's restaurant
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Arlo Guthrie and Alice's Restaurant, Massacre. You know, uh, again, I, I, I pay uh, strict attention to what I'm doing, and I always try and find records that, that you may have not heard for quite some time. Uh, here's one. These guys were um, kind of late 1950s, early 60s, and uh, I remember uh, actually taking a girl friend of mine to uh, the Hawaii Kai in Manhattan, and they were performing one of the all-time classic restaurants, and they were performing in the lounge, and uh, these guys had a song out in the 50s, big hit, called Joanne, and um, it, it was kind of just one of those great, you know, love song type things, and the next thing they did <clears throat> was just the opposite. One of the funniest songs, one of the craziest songs, one of the biggest selling songs of the genre. Here are the Playmates with Beep Beep. While riding in my Cadillac What to my surprise A little Nash Rambler was Following me about one-third my size The guy must have wanted to pass me out As he kept on tooting his horn I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn. Beep, 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 beep. His horn went beep, beep, beep. I pushed my foot down to the floor to give the guy the shake but the little Nash Rambler stayed right behind he still had on his brake he must have thought his car had more guts as he kept on tooting his horn I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn beep beep Beep, beep, his horn went beep, beep, beep. My car went into passing gear and we took off with gust. Soon we were doing 90, must have left him in the dust. When I peeked in the mirror of my car, I couldn't believe my eyes. The little Nash Rambler was right behind, I think that guy could fly. Beep, 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 his horn went beep, beep, beep. Now we're doing 110, this certainly was a race For a rambler to pass a caddy would be a big disgrace The guy must have wanted to pass me out as he kept on tooting his horn I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn Beep, 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 his horn went beep, beep, beep Now we're doing 120 as fast as I could go The rambler pulled alongside of me as if we're going slow The fella rolled down his window and yelled for me to hear Hey buddy, how can I get this car out of second Playmates, beep beep. Once again, uh, I found some songs that 
that I know you haven't heard of in a long time. In the later years, in the, in the late 1960s, early 70s, um, another great rock and roll uh, revival, so to speak, came about. Not only with, with rock and roll coming back to, the, to its roots, but this guy was a country singer. And country, again, became very big back in the late 60s and early 70s uh, with Johnny Cash, of course, and, and uh, uh, Charlie Pride and, and Jerry Reed. And this guy had one of the great novelty songs, crossovers from country to pop and rock and roll. And it was probably you haven't heard this in a long time. It's by Bob Lumen, and it's called Let's Think About Living. In every other song that I've heard lately, some fellow gets shot, and his baby and his best friend both die with him, as likely as not. In half of the other songs, some cats cry, are ready to die. We've lost most all of our happy people and I'm wondering why. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, dubbing. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. We lost old Marty Robbins down in El Paso a little while back. And now Miss Patty Page, or one of them, is a wearing black. And Kathy's clown has Don and Phil where they feel like a thief good to die. If we keep on losing our singers like that, I'll be the only one you can buy. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the lovey, lovey, dovey. Let's forget about the whining and the crying and the shooting and the dying and the fellow with the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, dovin'. Let's forget about the whining and the crying and the shooting and the dying and the fellow with the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. 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 Bob Lumen, Let's Think About Living. Next song epitomizes the 1950s just about as well as anybody can. The guy's name is Paul Evans and the song Seven Little Girls Sitting in the Back Seat. All right. Seven little girls sitting in the back seat, hugging and a kissing with Fred. I said, why don't one of you come up and sit beside me? And this is what the seven girls said. All together now, one, two, three. Keep your mind on your driver, keep your hands on the wheel. Keep your snoopy eyes on the road ahead. We're having fun, sitting in the back seat, kissing and a-hugging with Fred. Dee-doo-dee-doo-doo, dee-doo-dee-doo. 
drove through the country, showed him how a motor could go. I said, how do you like my triple carburetor? And one of them whispered low. All together now, one, two, three. Keep your mind on your drive and keep your hands on the wheel. Keep your stupid eyes on the road ahead. We're having fun, sitting in the backseat, kissing and a-hugging with Fred. Paul Evans, seven little girls sitting in the back seat, kissing and a hugging with Fred. What can you say? Uh, right now, I'm going to bring on one of the greatest novelty groups of all time. I remember seeing them with my friends Joe and Artie at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, and I never laughed so much in my life. What they did on a, at the Apollo, they could do on no other stage show and get away with what they did. Here are the coasters and Poison Ivy. She comes on like a rose, but everybody knows she'll get you in touch. Late at night while you're sleeping, poison ivy comes a creeping around. She's pretty as a daisy, but look up, man, she's crazy. She'll really do you in. Skin. Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy. Late at night while you're sleeping, Poison Ivy comes a creeping around. Measles make you bumpy, and mumps will make you lumpy, and chicken pox will make you jump and switch. A common cold will fool you, and whooping cough can cool you. Poison Ivy, Lord, will make you itch. You're gonna need an ocean of calamine lotion. You'll be scratching like a hound the minute you start to mess around. Poison ivy, poison ivy. Late at night while you're sleeping, poison ivy comes a creeping around. Chicken pox will make you jump and twitch. A common cold will fool ya, and whooping cough can cool ya. But poison ivy, Lord, will make you itch. You're gonna need an ocean of calamine lotion. 
ocean night You'll be scratching like a hound night The minute you start to mess around Poison Ivy Poison Ivy Late at night while you're sleeping Poison Ivy comes you're creeping around are listening to old time rock and roll once again i'm your host lee douglas we are enjoying once again this insanity that we call the attack of the novelty songs part three right now for our next song uh i don't know how to describe this uh, i tried very hard i've been looking for a copy of um, a tiny tim song because old, old tiny tim was really indescribable in his age or the type of music he sang um, he of course was most well known for tiptoe to through the tulips and no matter how hard I tried and no matter what store I went into or I could not find a copy of tiptoe through the tulips but I did find a song that he did which <laughs> it defies comparison and defies description so for the next couple of minutes just sit back and laugh along with him he has Tiny Tim with the Laughing Policeman. <laughs> I know a fat old policeman, he's always on our street. A fat old jolly red-faced man, he really is a treat. He's too fine for a policeman, he's never known to frown. And everybody says he is the happiest man in town. <laughs> He laughs upon his duty, he laughs upon his beat He laughs at everybody when he's walking in the street He never can't stop laughing, he says he never tried But once he did arrest a man and laughed until he died Oh, his jolly face had wrinkled and then he shut his eyes He opened his great mouth, it was a wondrous size He said, I must arrest you, I didn't know what for And then he started laughing until he cracked his jaw So if you chance to meet him when walking round the town Just shake him by his fat old hand and give him half a crown His eyes will beam and sparkle, he'll gurgle with delight And then you'll start him laughing with all his blessed might So what can I say about that, Tiny Tim, late Tiny Tim? You know, back in the days of, um, of the music that they called folk music, we had some 
kind of different type of songs. Uh, but this one, I guess, fits into the genre of novelty pretty well. Here is Loudon Wainwright III. Got to have a name like that. Singing Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road. Crossing the highway late last night He should have looked left and he should have looked right He didn't see the station wagon car The skunk got squashed and there you are You got your dead skunk in the middle of the road Dead skunk in the middle of the road Dead skunk in the middle of the road Stinking the high heaven
can be happy if you've a mind to All you gotta do is put your mind to it Knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it Well, you can't go swimming in a baseball pool You can't go swimming in a baseball pool You can't go swimming in a baseball pool But you can be happy if you've a mind to Kid on your back, can't change film with the kid on your back, can't change film with the kid on your back, but you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car, you can't drive around with a tiger in your car, you can't drive around with a tiger in your car, but you can be happy if you've a mind to. All you gotta do is put your mind to it, knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it. Well, you can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. Roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. That was Roger Miller. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. One of the unusual songs that Roger was known for, including Dang Me and all that other stuff. Um, we're coming again close to the end of another show. And uh, again, Old Time Rock and Roll thanks you, and I thank you so much for the great uh, response to our shows. And we'll be having a, a very special novelty show at the end of this month or the end of February actually uh, it and it's about a man that man was insane and uh, I've been talking about it and promoting it without even telling you it was called the the break-in record and that's where you had a basic storyline and then broke in with another piece of another type of song so we, we uh, got a bunch of them. I finally got all of these, and I was looking for them. And this was not... I'm going to save the, the real popular ones for this show. It is the life and times of the lunis and lunacy of Dickie Goodman. If you don't know who Dickie Goodman is, he and his partner at the beginning, uh, Bill Buchanan, produced records like Flying Saucer Part, part 1 and 2. So we're going to be playing for you uh, and, and going through a whole lot of the history and life of Dickie Goodman, Bill Buchanan, and all of the insanity that went on during those early years of rock and roll, and how it affected music as a whole. And it did. Here's one, though, that's, that came later in the early 70s, and this was on the basis of the great movie of that year called Jaws. Here is Dickie Goodman. We're here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? Darn, oh my! And what did she say when you grabbed her? I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, 
The shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? We're going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? Thank you, Captain. Captain, Captain, Captain. When you catch one of these sharks, what do you feel like? Like a rhinestone cowboy. We've just sighted the shark again. He's coming straight for us. Captain Quint is shouting something at him. Get your baby one of these nights. Hey, Jaws, the captain says he's going to catch you. What do you think of that? Uh-oh, here he comes again. They've hit him. Mr. Jaws, why doesn't anything seem to hurt you? Big boys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. He's coming right onto the boat. Mr. Jaws, why are you grabbing my hand? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? No, wait. Mr. Jaws, that's not the way this record is supposed to end. Help! Help! <laughs> Mr. Jaws, very unusual. Dickie Goodman, Mr. Jaws. On every show that I have done, especially when it comes to the novelty record, I have gotten the most requests to play this song. And so I'm going to play it for you now, and we're going to go out with this. So first of all, I do want to say thank you again for being with us on TalkShoe.com. This is Lee Douglas for Old Time Rock and Roll. Here is Napoleon the Fourteenth. They're coming to take me away. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow and then the days got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed, you laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed, I heard you laugh You laughed, you laughed and laughed and then you left But now you know I'm utterly mad And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds And basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes And they're coming to take me away, I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Huh? Well, you just wait, they'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping.
fingers and sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and I'll be happy. And that, my friends, is a wrap. Just can't.